0: hey everyone it's james baca and welcome to the notorious banker podcast we've had a resurgence in followers 22500 plus amazing followers on tiktok at notorious banker nearly 3400 amazing followers on twitter at bank better guy 4200 plus on instagram at notorious banker i am also the author of high risk transaction the ryan Cougar bank of america incident now available in paperback and kindle format on amazon and I am a blogger. I have launched the Notorious Banker Consumer Beast on Substack, thenotoriousbanker.substack.com. There's a free version of that. Please subscribe. Help a brother out. Help me get my voice to the masses. Guys, thank you so very much for your love and support. I really do appreciate it. And this, one of the more um, successful weeks in Notorious Banker's um, five-year history, um, I finally did it. Um, there was finally a news story about Bank of America and Evil Zell, the company and its service that I just dislike with all of my heart. And not only was I able to talk about it for a good chunk of Wednesday, but I was able to actually make my national TV debut and appear as a consumer advocate and expert about banking on a nationally watched news program. Plus, I did a two-hour Q&A session with an amazing person on YouTube where I was able to talk about just kind of the quirky things that I do and the quirky things about banking in a, in a format that I totally enjoyed. Um, it was a whirlwind. And, you know, leave, leave it to Bank of America to have a day where everyone just fucking hates them. Everyone hates Zelle. There is a lot of um, social media content out there. And yours truly garnering nearly half a million views of his content in one day, which is amazing, and it's good for business. I gotta tell you. But it was a crazy week. I was so tired um, after Wednesday. It was just—it was just insane. I, I just can't tell you how unique that day was. Bank of America's had outages with Zelle before, but this one was a little bit different. Okay, and um, we'll take a break and we'll talk about that in full um shortly here but i gotta tell you what happened with that being able to create content especially with TikTok, um talking to young people about what's going on being able to equate it to uh, a famous line from ace ventura pet detective when bank of america summarily denied that they were the reason for the zell outage and um being able to talk rationally and be the voice that was, that was especially on Twitter. Whenever you searched Bank of America or Zell on Twitter on Wednesday, you saw a video that I did, which got 37,500 views in one day and 80,000 views of the actual tweet, just in that day alone. Record-breaking day for um, traction on social media, and it was all because of hard work that I've done and uh, the support that i get from my followers my listeners is immense i can't thank you enough for that because you know i've had it in me for the longest time and especially going on national tv interviewing with a national reporter talking about uh what i know as an expert and what i feel as someone who worked at that company for so long it was cool to be um asked questions about something that i felt comfortable answering and um What can i say i'm totally grateful for that and um in the midst of all the chaos on wednesday morning and discussing it with my wife even a few days before this zell bank of americans then i wanted to write i want to be a consumer pundit i want to talk about these crazy stories and how they impact um you know people and you don't understand how they impact people because you're not in their circle you don't understand what some of these things mean so um when the zell bank of america thing happened i said okay well i gotta write something that way i can share it with the masses i want to write a blog the way that i used to write myspace blogs 20 years ago so i finally bit the bullet and i launched a sub stack the notorious banker.substack.com and i posted what i felt bank of america was going through with its zell issue with money being reversed um, for anyone who used the Zelle app through the holiday weekend. And my theory as to what happened, and I'll get to the theory in the next segment, and basically just being able to shit on them in long form, which is what I do with the podcast, but to write about it too is so therapeutic to me. I love writing. It is my first passion um, I posted that on Twitter saying, Hey, here's my sub stack. Here's what I think is going on. I was quoted in the daily dot about my theory about what went wrong. And just like that, boom, 2000 people have viewed my sub stack about that. I got numerous subscribers. I have now established as a blogger after one post that I literally whipped up in 20 minutes, um, It was cool. It was cool to see the social media machine at work, um, especially for me and especially against Bank of America and Zelle. So I got to tell you, I'm so thankful and grateful for, for this last week. I didn't post an emergency podcast when it was happening because honestly, I didn't know how it was going to get resolved with Bank of America and Zell. I didn't know what was going on. I had many interview requests from the media. I had invitations to go on other people's shows talking about what I think was going on. So I said, "You know, I'm going to I'm going to sit this one out and I'm just going to do just kind of a recap in a couple of days." And I'm glad that I did. Because it allowed me to work on the things that I wanted to work on to better myself and to further my career. And I think I did did just that. Because even my YouTube channel had a 15% increase in subscribers. Please find me, um, The Notorious Banker, on YouTube. Just search for The Notorious Banker, all one word on there, and you'll find me. And subscribe to me there as well. It's free, and it helps me out a lot to be able to monetize this little um, project I got going on. But, guys, thank you so very much for the support that happened on Wednesday. So, first segment, we're going to talk about it. Bank of America had a little issue with Zelle on Wednesday. People who sent money from January 14th to the 17th via Zelle had those transactions not posted and, in some cases, reversed, leaving a huge chunk of people in the negative because of all these bounce backs to and from Zelle. Bank of America denied it was their responsibility, passed the buck to Zelle and Zelle passed the buck to Bank of America denying responsibility for that but of course as you know from this podcast Bank of America is Zelle Bank of America owns Zelle and they just basically played dumb for the whole day while a lot of people were sitting there not able to pay their bills so after this brief promotional consideration I'm going to just reiterate what happened what happened with me and how things kind of went down from my perspective and then the second segment we're going to touch on to really quick, a Wall Street Journal article was posted this morning where Zelle, our parent company of Early Warning Services LLC, announced a new payment wallet that's supposed to compete with Apple Pay, Google Pay, and um, PayPal. I've told you about this before. It was one of my predictions for this year. Son of a bitch, on the 23rd of January, it comes true. Why I think this is going to be dangerous for a lot of customers and why I think big banks are going to swing their you-know-what's around to make sure that people are utilizing this. That way, um, banks can cut up a little bit more money um, amongst themselves from you by eliminating the competition, by kind of setting these landmines in place to make sure that you don't use the the other guys. So after this brief promotion consideration, we're going to talk about all this, so please stick around. Hey everyone, it's James Bach of The Notorious Banker, and inviting you to join me on my substack, thenotoriousbanker.substack.com. It is called The Notorious Banker Consumer Beast. While well, you know me as a podcaster and bank pundit and consumer advocate on social media, writing is my first passion. I am a published author of several books. I was on notorious, no pun intended, for my blogging on social media sites such as MySpace in the mid-2000s, which furthered my love of writing, which allowed me to develop a voice and develop confidence in this crazy world that we live in throughout the years. my one promise with Consumer Beasts is I'm going to talk about more than just banking. I'm going to talk about things that impact consumers in little subtle ways that slowly but surely impact the way that you spend your money the way that you do business with certain companies, and the way that you feel about things going on in this crazy world. Consumer Beast is going to be my pet project. I'm going to try to blog at least once a week, hopefully sometimes twice a week. But I urge you to subscribe for free at thenotoriousbanker.substack.com. There will be a paid version of that in the near future, but for now, read my content free of charge, share it with your friends, and hit subscribe on that button, please. That's the Notorious Banker's Consumer Beast Substack at thenotoriousbanker.substack.com. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, I'm back with more Notorious Banker. So as I mentioned before, um, last week was just an insane week with all that was going on in social media with bank of america and its money transferring service zell there are a lot of people who woke up to bank accounts in the red or significantly diminished because of zell transactions that they thought were quote instant and zell advertises as mostly um, sent in minutes reversed as of wednesday morning um january 18th 2023 it was just an insane thing to wake up to. And the funny thing is, I woke up that morning, you know, it's two hours behind the East Coast, looking at my Twitter, see a bunch of DMs. Um, a couple of them were from a lot of longtime followers, and I love all my followers. I love the people who listen to this podcast. A lot of times they send me tweets and things that I've already seen before, so I don't necessarily respond all the time to those things, but it allows me to kind of gauge what's going on. And um, someone sent me something that had nothing to do with the zell issue about seven o'clock in the morning and i'm like "Oh, okay that's interesting but i'm still in bed and then i I close my eyes for 30 minutes more wake up about 750 in the morning and then all of a sudden i get another dm from that same person and saying i wonder what bank of america is going to do regarding this whole zell issue then i put two and two together that was just my cue to get my ass up and go have a bowl of cereal and maybe some waffles so I'm there sitting there um, at the breakfast table with my food, drinking my coffee, and then I'm just kind of searching Bank of America while listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, just trying to think about sports and all that. Then I search for Bank of America and I just see tens of thousands of likes and retweets of all these memes. I got to tell you, one of the cool things about um, social media is when black Twitter gets a hold of a story that impacts them. They are a powerful bunch. They retweet, they make jokes, they make things relevant to the day-to-day topics that we talk about um, here at the Notorious Banker. When it's Bank of America and Zal related, and it's people without their money, people who can't pay their bills, and people are trying to find humor in this horrible thing that happened, it caught my attention. And once I saw a couple of videos and a couple of tweets that got tens of thousands of likes and retweets, I finished eating my food in record time. I put my plate away, locked myself in my office, and I got to work. I got to work interacting with these people. I got to work finding out exactly what's going on. And I got to work kind of networking with the people who are gonna help my project, The Notorious Banker Thrive, by honestly getting me out there, putting me on TV, putting me um, in the middle of these conversations about what's really wrong with Bank of America and Zelle, which is their baby um, with other banks, okay? So I'm going to link to a few of the articles in the show notes here. Uh, Yahoo News, Bank of America customers allegedly woke up to missing funds from their account. And then there's a bunch of tweets on there and it says some Bank of America members are in a frenzy due to allegedly missing funds in their accounts. Customers have taken to social media to share their disbelief when they check their bank accounts on January 18th due to an alleged outage impacting the systems of Bank of America and Zelle. According to Down Detector, claims the Zell's outage increased drastically starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, um, someone um, that I actually interacted with throughout the day put, so I woke up to find hella Zell deposits missing from my Bank of America account. When I called customer service, they said, due to extenuating circumstances, we cannot take your call, and the phone hung up. That's hilarious to me. Bank of America got bombarded with thousands of calls saying what happened to my money and the bank has the balls to say, well, due to things going on with us, we can't help you right now. Sorry, we're going to hang up. Dude, when there's extenuating circumstances, I want my bank to pick up the phone. I want my bank to tell me everything's all right, and I want my bank to fix it. The fact that they were hanging up on people saying that they can't help them because they got some shit going down is, is very ominous and very weird. I just couldn't believe it. The street reports, as of 11 a.m. Eastern, 700 outages have already been submitted, 90% of individuals have documented discrepancies with their funds via Zelle, and 8% of users are citing issues with their Zelle accounts. Customers took to Twitter to express what an inconvenience it has been for them. So one girl said, so how cool is it that Bank of America magically disappeared a large Zelle transaction that had already posted that I had used to pay bills. Now I'm extremely in debt on my checking and I can't get a hold of them. And then another person said, There's a Bank of America issue where Zelle transfers after 19, it actually was $1,14, are not being reflected in the balances of your bank account. I almost lost my mind when I saw $2,000 was missing from my bank account. Not accepting calls because of extenuating circumstances is insane. So it says, According to Bleeping Computer, a message from Bank of America was sent out informing transactions from Saturday leading up to Tuesday was delayed. The outlet also reported that the bank has started the process of restoring the missing funds back to its members. Now, knowing the bank just restoring funds instantly is something that they don't do. They want you to go through the claim process. They want you to go through the standard 45-day window of disputing a transaction or disputing a balance on your account. I went through this with customers. I saw things happen in real time in my office. And a lot of the times you just wanna hit a button and help them because you know something went wrong. But Bank of America says, Oh no, they gotta do the process this way, they gotta file a claim, get a claim number, they gotta submit documentation to us that this happened and that happened. And in reality what that does is just kind of just kick the can down the road to make sure that maybe people forget about it and maybe issues that Bank of America made aren't resolved. I mean that does happen. I've seen it all the time, especially with Zell. But about a couple hours into this whole nonsense, Bank of America posted something on their mobile app which said Zelle transactions made between January 14th and 17th may be delayed in occurring and posting to accounts as requested. Transfers will be completed and will appear in your account and activity and balances as soon as possible. We apologize for any delay or inconvenience. So Bank of America said we're sorry, which is usually um, impossible to get from them get from them um, at any point in time. So here's the problem with that may between january 14th and 17th the 14th was a saturday and the 17th was last tuesday which is the first business day back from a federal a federal holiday martin luther king day so anything that you do after 6 p.m on friday is technically on tuesday's time you go to the bank on a saturday morning and you make a deposit there you're gonna get a receipt that has tuesday's date on it why? Because things aren't processed. Things are in limbo. Things are still, um, they can be available in your account, but they don't quote hard post into your account um, until the close of the next business day, which is Tuesday at midnight, a.k.a. Wednesday morning. So anyone who did those transfers up, into, up to the 17th, which was the first business day back, it seems like those things disappeared on Wednesday because they had no recourse, Meaning that Bank of America through Zell, um, Bank of America customers transfer money through Zell, and Zell never received the corresponding data from Bank of America stating, hey, James sent this person $10 and James sent that person $20. So, much like a deposit that's made in a branch where it gets sent off for processing, and you need to um, submit the deposit slip along with a cash in ticket, which is basically the banks own receipt to acknowledge that they did receive cash from that person then they're just going to cancel the transaction because they have insufficient data insufficient paperwork that shows that that transaction happened now of course zell is all digital and there is no paperwork so bank of america in my personal opinion did not send out the necessary data for zell to reconcile all these transfers That were made for bank of america customers now the reason why i think that it's bank of america's issue is because there was almost no one on chase's side no one on wells fargo's side of things that said hey this is happening to me with zell as well there's always isolated issues where people are missing money but it wasn't as consistent as bank of america was on wednesday so my belief is somehow some way bank of america's system believed that monday january 16th 2023 was not a federal holiday It was in fact a business day so anything that went through saturday sunday and monday the zell network from b of a customer to b of a customer or b of a customer to whomever um, didn't have the necessary quote digital paperwork to reconcile that transaction to keep everything in check and everything in balance with a customer's account and with zell's ledgers and bank of america's ledgers so when tuesday rolled around that was still outstanding and then Tuesday night, and midnight rolls around. They still didn't have the data in full. So everything that went through in those days got reversed back as if it never happened. I was a bank teller for a long time, 2005 to 2010, before I became management and a banker. And the one thing that I can tell you in all that time is I made mistakes. There were times where I was not good in my job. I admit that. And in fact, I think it made me a better manager that I was such a shitty entry-level person at a bank. Uh, one of the things that I would do is I would be in such a hurry to leave the bank at the end of the day that I would forget to put my what's called proof work, which is your you know stack of deposit slips you take from customers, the stack of checks that you cash uh, for customers at your teller window, and you know things like the... The carbon copy of a cashier's check if you make one for a customer all that goes into a proof work batch um bank of america puts a little blue flag on them they rubber band them and um, they scan them now inside the branch but then they send off that proof work um to a processing processing center um with bank of america where it gets scanned again and it gets documented and logged for their records for retention purposes there were times I was in such a hurry to leave the bank that I would forget to do that. And I'd come in the morning and all the customers that I helped the day before were banging on the door at 9 a.m. saying, hey, I got—I gave James this deposit. What happened to it? I cashed this check um, with James for $200. Now there's $200 missing from my bank account. What happened? Well, what happened is the bank took that $200 out because it didn't get the paperwork from me saying that I actually did a check cashing for this person, not withdrew $200 from this person's account. So the bank was making assumptions. Bank was creating errors off of my work based on the fact that I didn't do my job correctly. Yes, I got yelled at. Yes, I got written up for it. Yes, these are things that I did that I wish I didn't do when I was younger. But guess what? I learned from my mistakes and it made me the expert that I am today. So i'm familiar with not having the the reconciled work available for the bank to cross-check the transactions that one makes throughout the course of a day or in this case a holiday weekend so none of that was cross-checked all the zelle transactions so zelle in accordance with bank of america said all oh, these things didn't exist and that left thousands of people pissed off at bank of america throughout the course of this whole issue and it was insane Here's an article from Time.com. Bank of America glitch sent customers into a panic over missing funds. On Wednesday morning, Bank of America customers began reporting issues with payments processed through the money transfer service, Zelle, uh, which led to money disappearing from their accounts. Many customers took to Twitter to express their outrage they they notice missing funds. And people, you know, talk about the same thing, that thousands of people were impacted by it. Um, and it says, Bank of America told Time that at 3 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, the issue was resolved and customers were receiving their funds back. The Charlotte Observer reported that customers received a notice when they logged into their online bank accounts on Wednesday, saying the transactions were not missing but delayed. So the thing with that is Zelle claims to be instant. They're, the way that they sell it to you is you can send a customer or send a friend of yours, family member, yours money in minutes. And then there's a little asterisk on the TV advertisements that say minutes and then the bottom it says it could take up three business days. Zelle is not instant. Zelle is just a way of you circumventing using Cash App and Venmo, their competition, and keeping your money internally through their system. That's all that it is. It's all that it ever was. Zelle is not some life-changing thing um, except for people who get defrauded um, through Zelle from Bank of America and other banks. So... You know, they teach people to rely on these services, claim that they're instant, but realize that much like a normal straight deposit into someone's checking account, if there isn't data to basically back up that the transaction happened, it can get reversed just like a paper transaction can all the same and actually can cause more chaos because you're waking up with a negative balance and no um, no posted transaction that you received money via Zelle or sent money out via Zelle. So you, you're basically left with a mysterious negative balance in your account that the bank can't necessarily identify unless we find out that there's an issue like this happening. Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts, actually tweeted about this on Wednesday afternoon and says, Bank of America and Zell are apparently failing customers again with money somehow disappearing from accounts. This should be fixed immediately and customers should be compensated. I've called out serious fraud issues on Zelle and this is their latest failure. I agree it's a fraud because the fraud is Zelle actually claiming to be an instant transfer service. Zelle basically purporting to be this game-changing solution for customers to send money to one another when in reality it cannot hold a candle to Cash App or Venmo. Um, customers should be compensated. I would love to see the day that Bank of America or Zelle just throws an extra $5 bill the customer's way because of something that they did. They don't even admit that they made a mistake. They apologize about the inconvenience, but according to um, an interview that they had with Scripps News, and I'll get to them in a second, um, they blame Zelle. Bank of America blames Zelle, a glitch with Zelle, for being the reason for that. And then according to a Good Morning America story that happened the next morning, Bank of America blamed Zelle, and then a Zelle spokesperson blamed Bank of America for the issue. So it's one company blaming the other, but the one thing that they don't mention is Bank of America is a co-owner of Zelle through Early Warning Services, LLC. The parent company, Early Warning Services, LLC for Zelle, is owned by B of A, Wells Fargo, Capital One, Truist, and Wells Fargo, among others and this company was created honestly basically in my opinion as a shell company to facilitate all these changes to the banking industry that banks want to do but they don't want to throw their name on it and use it as a scapegoat uh whenever shit messes up and in this case it messed up royally so to have a little brother to point the finger at and blame for the issues that happened with Zell last Wednesday was so rich with Bank of America and there were so many people on social media that did not realize that Bank of America is Zell. Zell is Bank of America. I used the Ace Ventura Pet Detective Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel, analogy to basically prove my point. And I I, um, enlightened a lot of people to say the least with my videos that were getting tens of thousands of views on Wednesday it was more than just a B of A and Zelle customer story. Everyone kind of um, got on top of that and basically shared this crazy thing that was happening with banks. And it was crazy. It was something that I hope never happens again um, with Bank of America or Zelle because God forbid that Bank of America or Zelle can actually figure out that they have an inferior product. And these issues are gonna continue to happen to customers because first of all, you don't acknowledge that you have a problem. That's already problem number one right there. Not acknowledging, hey, that something fucked up happened and they don't even bother saying, oh, yeah, something messed up did happen. Just blows my mind. So in the midst of all that, I created my Substack. I wrote a blog about what was going on, in my opinion, that the federal holiday impacted it. That somehow Bank of America didn't acknowledge Monday as a federal, which caused all these things to bounce back. And I caught the attention of someone um, named James, who's a reporter for Scripps News. It's formerly known as Newsy. Um, a lot of you may know it as the channel that, um, does news that's on your, um, free, um, streaming service, like a Pluto TV type thing. Well, you know, he asked if I wanted to do a zoom interview and, you know, honestly, I've avoided talking to the media for the first four years of doing this, not necessarily because I'm afraid to, uh, talk in public or talk on behalf of myself because I'm a big believer in what I do. I'm frankly terrified of what Bank of America and other banks can do to me uh, for speaking out. I really feel that there's this undercurrent of retaliation that happens with banks that I feel that they're going to close out my credit cards, they're going to close out my accounts, they're going to keep my money in limbo for months just because I did the horrible thing of talking shit about them. I still believe that to this day and I, and I, and I, I grimace every time I get a message from Bank of America saying anything. Because I'm waiting for the day they say, we've closed out your accounts, we'll send you a check in 90 days. Meanwhile, driving me headfirst into bankruptcy in that time. So I've avoided it, but this one felt different. This one felt like, hey, I'm the expert here, this is what I think happened. I have an interesting theory that I think holds water. I don't think that I'm crazy for thinking that. And this reporter said, do you want to do a Zoom interview? And I said, fuck it, let's do it. And I did it. So for 10 minutes, I spoke to him via Zoom, and about 10 seconds of it, of course, was used for the national newscast. Um, one of the questions he did ask me, of course, is um, my theory about the, the weekend, holiday weekend thing, and why this doesn't happen on New Year's or Christmas or whatever. And I didn't have necessarily an answer for that, but basically, you know, what happens with bank systems is they're so old already, they use technology that's 20, 30 years old. I know the airline industry is getting criticism for that and sometimes shit happens weird stuff happens with old technology and i just feel that somehow some way that there was one part of bank of america that did not recognize the federal holiday as a non-business day and was expecting all those Zelle transfers that happened between the 14th and the 17th to have uh, reconciled data that way they can hard post into people's accounts when that didn't happen these things got reversed and this chaos happened so I didn't throw Bank of America under the bus necessarily. I really believed it was a simple glitch. I really believe it was something so simple that can ex- can be explained. But Bank of America didn't even acknowledge that. They refused to, to disclose what happened. And my thing is to be decent at customer service. You just got to say, hey, you know what? We regret the inconvenience that we had. We did have an issue with this. It has been fixed. It has been rectified um we're gonna make sure that this does not happen again here at bank of america in the meantime if you have any issues with any fees or anything that may occur because of that please let us know my name is james baca and i'm a manager here and um i'll be happy to take a look in something that may have happened as a result of this because this was not your fault this was bank of america's fault and we're gonna make it right by you no they didn't fucking say that they didn't say that because they are pussies. There's no other word to use other than pussies. They are afraid that if they acknowledge that there's a problem that people are gonna rag on them, but they don't realize that people rag on them already because guess what? They don't speak on uh, normal speak. They speak in, in those things like, we're sorry for the inconvenience. They, they don't give context as to what's happening to your money as it's happening. And it just blows people's minds. And that's why people hate big banks. That's why people hate Bank of America. So I was trying to basically defend them. And then in my interview on, on Scripps News, I basically said if they just put something out there saying this is what happened, this is what we're doing to fix it. People would actually be satisfied by that, saying, okay, my bank is hard at work and making this right. I know it sucks, but they let me know and I feel I'm mad, but I'm glad that they told me something. It's the not telling people stuff that just infuriates people, that infuriated people here in this situation. So that little that little clip showed up in the scripts news thing. I'll link to that story in the show notes. That way you can see my big giant head. On national TV, but I did some TikTok videos, which I shared on Twitter and other places too. I got a combined, I believe, it is somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred and ten thousand views on my first video, which is crazy. It's a crazy amount. Um, hundreds of new followers on Twitter and TikTok. It was big for me. It was important for me to do that. And then in the in the midst of all that, I talked to a YouTuber by the name of the Plainest Jane. And she invited me on her YouTube show to talk banking and talk about all these things. Now, I won't get into what she told me um before we went live. But I'll just say this. She is a very interested observer in Bank of America from past experience. I'll leave it at that. But it was cool to talk to an audience of people who are in my wheelhouse. These are The people who follow her are people that that love the tea they love the gossip they love to know the behind the scenes stuff of what's going on anywhere in the world and the banking world is just full of drama and bullshit all the time and i think they enjoyed my um different approach to bank stuff um i got a question on there from one of the followers and viewers of the show about redlining and racism with home loans and stuff and i gave them my unique perspective because i was homeless too because of bank of america um my unique perspective of redlining and how it's actually done now and how it's much different than what people see it as. And, and, I, and I explained it in detail and I'm glad to finally get that out in the public. Now it's on YouTube where thousands of people listen to my point and maybe that's gonna lead to something else in the future. Now um, needless to say that that was a cool little part of that day and um, I agree to future um, video chats for her followers in the future maybe a Q&A session or a breaking news section that happens here and there. It's something I'm looking forward to um, with her and with anyone else who will have me on as a guest. So I'm ready to actually go full bore with this because like I said, I started a Substack and my Substack is gonna talk about being stuff like this, but also consumer issues that just tick people off. And I blog in a unique way, I try to be funny, try to be informative, and I think people will like that. So I think the time is now to relaunch that, so I did that. So it was a whirlwind for me in that part of the day. Um, Bank of America had a horrible day. And it's funny, they were trending so much on Twitter, and then all of a sudden they disappeared from the trending topics on Twitter. And uh, long story short, a lot of people speculated that since they were one of the the pr- um, primary lenders of money to Elon Musk to purchase Twitter that Elon Musk did him a solid and tried to get them away from any other trending topics. But to no avail, Bank of America was the talk of the Twitter world last week, and I was a beneficiary of all the hate and disdain that this company gets as a result of their poor customer service. Now, I can beat a dead horse and talk about the issues with Zelle until the cows come home. We know how I feel about it through the dozens of podcasts. I've talked about it for now. It is a Trojan horse. It is a service that allows fraudsters to break into your account and steal all your money. And in turn, it allows issues like this to happen where Bank of America, who is an owner of Zelle, allows you to send money through the Zelle network and they basically refer to it as a third party transaction. So when and if things go wrong with that transaction, Bank of America fraud and claims doesn't see that Zelle transaction as their child. They see it as a stranger, and they treat a claim of that as a stranger, which can lead to delays to getting your money back, which could lead to the outright loss of your money if you get the wrong Bank of America associate on there. That's my biggest beef with it, okay? My biggest beef with Zelle is the lack of acknowledgement that the big banks are co-owners of this company that owns Zelle, And they're basically doing a piss-poor job at servicing that um, in tune with their banking apps, with customer service both in the branch and on the phone, and in so many other ways. It's a way to to give people the freedom to transfer money how they want, while pushing sales goals on bankers to enroll people in online banking. That way banks can justify the closure of branches in um, parts of the country that they don't want to be in. So you've heard me talk about the fraud part of it, and you talked about how it's shady as hell, um, you know. And we've been over that over and over again. But the one thing that I can tell you is we're not going to see it go away. Sadly, I wish it would, but we're not. All we can do is is kind of amplify these problems as as the days, weeks, and months go on. And anytime there's an issue like this, we exploit the hell out of it, hack the bone, and we let you know congress know we let all these people know that hey this is going on with this bank and it's just wrong and i don't understand why it's going on but it's affecting me and it's affecting other people too because you know goddamn well that if a thousand dollars was missing from your bank account via Zelle and the bank tells you to be patient and you were going to pay rent that day and you couldn't pay rent that day and you got a late fee from your landlord do you think bank of america is going to comp you some money for the late fee that you got as a result of that no you're going to be up Shit's Creek with no paddle because Bank of America and Zelle failed you Wednesday, January 18, 2023, and it caused you so much stress and so much headaches for something that they told you was going to make your life easier. That's what bugs me. So, you know, it's kind of dwindled down now. Even my views have gone down significantly the last couple of days. It's okay, though. I got so many new followers. So if you're new to this podcast, welcome. Thank you for listening to me. Um, but I'm going to continue you know, doing this because there's going to be Zell issues left and right. There's still going to be local news stories about people getting ripped off through Zell and why hasn't the government done something to help fix the Zell issue that seemingly so many people have. All I can tell you is I think it's going to get worse before it gets better and this Bank of America Zell outage last week was just the start of it in my personal opinion. Now, as I said in one of my TikTok videos, Finkel Design or No, I, I kid about that. But what I said is, go ahead and continue to be bad, Bank of America. Go ahead and continue to be bad, Zell. I'm just going to amplify all these problems that you have. I'm going to get hundreds of thousands of people to listen to what I have to say. Because what I do say, I 100% believe as the gospel. I 100% believe that this is what's going on with these companies. And it should impact um customers that are impacted should be aware of this i guess i should say i'm going to continue doing what i do because this is bullshit zell failed customers bank of america failed customers last week not one peep was made by them except for pointing the finger at one another when in fact they're one and the same so thankful to all the people who shared their stories and commentary with me throughout the day it was a long day. It was a 19-hour day. I got like three hours of sleep the next day. And I told my wife that I'm going to take a nap on the couch at 2 o'clock on Thursday after I donate blood because I'm just that tired. I threw the weighted blanket on. I fell asleep for two and a half hours. And it was the most tired I've ever been midday in a long time. But that just shows how hard I work for the people. I'm going to link to a few stories referring to the B of issue last week. I'll um, link to the Scripps News news story that I was a part of. I'll link to the YouTube channel of The Plainest Jane and my one hour, 40 minute plus interaction with her and her followers, which was awesome as hell. And I can't wait to do that again in the near future. Um, It was an important day in the Notorious Banker history. It wasn't a good day for Bank of America customers or Zelle customers. But people impacted by this, I can tell you one thing, that you got to meet me on wednesday and i'm here to help right the wrongs that big banks have been doing for a long time with the hard work and effort that i put in with my quote vigilante customer service i can tell you i'm going to make sure that your voices are heard a former bank of america manager for 13 years yours truly the notorious banker james baca knows all the ins and outs of the banking industry how it works and how they don't want you as a customer to succeed i'm going to show you how to succeed if you, you just jump on board with me Subscribe to this podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BankBetterGuy. Follow me on TikTok at NotoriousBanker, at NotoriousBanker on Instagram. TheNotoriousBanker.Substack.com for my blog. Find me on YouTube. I am all over the place. i got a bunch of books coming out. I am here to stay, baby. So thank you very much, Bank and Bank of America, and thank you very much, Zell, for sucking so bad to allow me to do so. After this brief personal consideration, I'm just going to hit on this Wall Street Journal story that came out this morning about Zell. Launching a payment wallet that's gonna compete with Apple Pay and Google Pay among others. So please stick around. Hey everyone, it's James Baca, known professionally as Notorious Banker, inviting you to join me on TikTok. It's at Notorious Banker on TikTok. Join the over twenty-two thousand followers. In following me, this weird nearly 40-year-old man, in discussing problems going on with big banks, problems going on with customer service in this crazy world, in a funny, acerbic way that no one else can match. I've had the fortune of having nearly 600,000 likes of my content since I started on TikTok last year, and it just keeps on growing. My followers keep on growing. Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers follows me on TikTok, which I just find... Weird, because although I like the Jonas Brothers music, I have never interacted with the man once in my life, yet I am one of 40 accounts that he follows. That just goes to show you the uniqueness of my content, and I'm proud to say that my content is unique. We hit up big banks. We hit up businesses that have poor customer service. No, we don't show Karen videos, okay, because that's going too far. But we talk about things in an enlightened manner, a funny manner, and we have a good time doing that. So once again at Notorious Banker on TikTok, join me on the social media network that everyone seems to be talking about. Um, I promise you one thing: you'll always have an interesting video to watch when you follow me, the Notorious Banker, on TikTok. Thank you. All right, everyone, I'm back with more Notorious Banker. So finally, we're gonna talk about Zell again. Ugh, do I have to talk about Zell again? Yes, I do, because one of my predictions um, for the last two years has finally come to fruition, and I really think it's going to be at a detriment um, to customer service. Um, there's going to be issues with fraud going on in the near future with this, and really I think that this is Big banks' way of cock blocking, and I'm using that phrase uh, very vociferously here. Uh, Visa, MasterCard, and other credit card holders from actually making money um through their channels meaning through the bank's channels and with banks creating a wallet that you can use to pay for things um first online but then soon to be in person i really think banks are going to try to strong arm their way to dominating the payment processing industry and what's going to happen chaos is going to happen from the wall street journal banks plan payment wallet to complete compete with paypal and apple pay try saying that five times fast Financial institutions behind Zelle are working on a wallet for consumers to use at online checkout. Anna Maria Andriotis has um, done it again, another good article um, discussing what is happening with Early Warning Services, LLC, parent company of Zelle, and their plans to change the way that you shop. Big banks are teaming up to launch a digital wallet that people can use to shop online. Wells Fargo, B of A, Chase, and, and other companies, other banks are working on a new product that will allow shoppers to pay at merchants' online checkouts with a wallet that will be linked to their debit cards and wallets. Now, of course, if you have iPhone, you've seen the Apple Pay buttons. If you um, bought something on a desktop computer, you've seen a PayPal button, check out through PayPal. So this is no different, but there is a big difference, and I'll get to that in a second. The digital wallet will be managed by Early Warning Services LLC, the bank-owned company that operates money transfer service Zelle. The wallet, which doesn't have a name yet, will operate separately from Zelle, EWS said. Guarantee you it's going to be called Zelle Pay or Zelle Wallet or is going to be incorporated in there. They've stuck with that shitty brand name, um, though they never bought www.zelle.com for some strange reason, so um, I think it'll still be that. Plans to be plans begin uh, rolling out this new offering in the second half of the year. One goal of the new service is to compete with third-party wallet operators such as PayPal and Apple's Apple Pay, according to people familiar with the matter. Banks are worried about losing control of their customer relationships. Apple, in particular, poses a big threat. The tech giant has moved further into financial services and is working on a savings account with Goldman Sachs and a buy-now-pay-later offering. Now, this is true because... The same way DirecTV, Dish Network, cable companies are losing subscribers because Netflix says, hey, you can get all the content that you can consume for a flat rate, just come here. Ditto, you know, Hulu and all these companies, yes, they're owned by humongous companies like ABC now, but people are aware that once they go away from DirecTV and Xfinity, that they're not coming back. Yeah, a 500 channel universe sounds awesome, we talked about it in the 90s you know, all the time, but we don't watch 500 channels, we watch one channel, and 499 get the shaft because we pick what we want to watch. And Netflix, Hulu, and, and even like the Pluto TVs of the world have shown us that people um, don't necessarily need a $200 a month direct TV bill to function in this world. Banks are freaked out about that. They're freaked out that Apple can just have a savings account, people use it as a checking account use their phone as a method of payment and they're going to be cut out of this lucrative business where there's so many young people who would rather do that who would rather do that than walk into a bank and speak to a weird douchey looking guy like yours truly to open up a checking account with them that i mean it's true it's it's true it, it is what it is but it's the truth EWS owner banks are also trying to cut down on fraud. (laughs) Customers using their wallet wouldn't have to type in their card numbers, which can raise the risk of fraud and rejected payments that result in lost sales. That's funny, and that's rich. And the one thing with the Wall Street Journal is I'm never quite sure how deep they're in with banks, in my personal opinion. I feel like a lot of the, the, hey, Bank of America sucks stories or Wells Fargo sucks stories do not come from the Wall Street Journal. But cutting down on fraud, Zelle's parent company trying to do that. Well, that's hilarious because they are really one of the biggest proponents of fraud, it seems like, with the way that they treat these um, send-myself-money scams through Zelle now. You know, saying that you don't have to type in your card numbers. Okay, that's cool, but guess what? You have to type in your phone number, and your phone number is public record, or you can easily find people's phone numbers online with a quick search. Email addresses, thenotoriousbanker at gmail.com is my address. I can't hide it because guess what? That's my public-facing email for my company, so people are going to try to scam me through thenotoriousbanker at gmail.com. It's easy to find people's email addresses when you're all spread out all over the world with your information. So the card number thing doesn't wash for me, it's like who cares? The card number is the least of my worries, the fact that they know my name is James Baca and I live here, this is my date of birth, they already got three fifths of the most important information that I have on me. The banks expect to enable 150 million debit and credit cards for use within the wallet within the wallet when it rolls out. US consumers who are up to date on payments have used their card online in recent years and provided an email address and phone number will be eligible. They make it sound like well if you pay your bill you can use it no you're gonna use it they're gonna make you use it and they say that you know they've used their card online yeah no i mean that's the problem with you know credit card theft is someone can steal the card from my wallet go online spend a thousand dollars and the banks and say well it's consistent with the purchases that you made in the past yeah you know, we can't trust ews with this we just can't because the email address and phone number are such a flimsy way of securing your account okay Phone takeovers, email takeovers, those things happen to people. The banks are still trying to iron out details of the customer experience that so likely will involve customers or consumers, excuse me, typing in their email on a merchant's checkout page. The merchant would ping EWS, which would use its back end connections to banks, to identify which of the consumer's cards can be loaded onto the wallet. Consumers would then choose which card to use or opt out. It's like, it's like Apple Pay, like I said. EWS owners um, last year debated a plan to allow shoppers to use Zelle for online purchases, the Wall Street Journal reported. Concerns around fraud and the treatment of disputed transactions, which have caught the eye of lawmakers, contributed to the decision not to move forward. And of course, gigantic balls they have right now. The week after the Bank of America Zelle issue, they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're going to do payments as well, and we're good at that too. Yeah, they're not. The wallet is being designed to roll out with cards, since that is how U.S. consumers are used to shopping. The banks figured out it would increase the odds that more people would use the wallet. Should a sizable number of merchants enable the wallet and consumers adopt it, EWS banks could explore adding other payment options. I don't even know what that means. That could include enabling payments directly from bank accounts. Well, why don't you do that now if it's so safe and secure? That's what I don't get. If everything is so perfect, why can't you roll that out with everything else if it's so great? This wallet will be launched with Visa, MasterCard, Debit, and Credit Cards. EWS reached out about the initiative to other card networks to gauge their interest. And they're enabling their cards to be loaded onto their wallet. It's cool that they've um, enabled Visa and MasterCard to be a part of this. But what my thought is, my opinion is with all of this, is Visa and MasterCard are their competitors too. Visa and MasterCard get interchange fees anytime that you swipe or tap your card or enter your card in to a web form to buy something online. So what I think EWS, um, which means Bank of America Chase and so on and so forth, want to do is to eliminate that experience undercut the competition saying hey merchants if you allow us to be the exclusive person exclusive company to do all of the payment processing for web purchases we'll cut you a rate of you know whatever percent 1.5 percent you know it's less than 1.8 percent that major merchants will have or 2%, 2 percent 2.5 percent through like square and whatnot so if you use zell pay as a means of allowing your customers to pay for things um through zelle we're gonna cut you a discount and this will be in perpetuity until it's not right until they they change the terms and they monopolize the industry and they make billions of dollars off of you with no competition to to speak of um funny that visa is formerly known as bank americard since it's an offshoot of bank of america they now see them as a rival. They now see them as competition. So what's going to happen in a year or two if Zalpay gets off the ground and it does a decent job is they're going to say, hey, you know what? We're no longer in need of your services. We're going to have customers just go directly from their bank accounts. Um, and we're going to figure out a way to have um, a credit card account without an actual Visa or MasterCard branding attached to it. That way if customers want to buy something now and pay later, they can through us and through us alone. No need for Visa, no need for MasterCard, thank you very much, Bye. get the hell out of the way. I really think that that's what's going to be the end result, it's not going to happen immediately. I think we're probably talking 2025 or later at that point, but it is. It's a slow-moving takeover of the payment processing industry. It's a slow-moving takeover of the way that you, the consumer, pay for things online. Now, I wasn't an Apple user until 2020. I never had an iPhone. And then when I got one, I was like, how can I live without it? Apple Pay is something that's convenient for me for something like Dunkin' Donuts or something like buying something on Walmart.com. I find um, comfort in the fact that it's so easy to use. And for the most part, and of course, I didn't think this way for the longest time because, you know, I was born in the early 80s. So I saw Apple at their worst as I was growing up, you know, as I was Becoming a teenager, Apple was not all that. Now, they're amazing. Now, they're a $2 trillion company um, on the cutting edge of technology. So I trust them. I trust them not to have any mistakes, not to make any flubs with anything that they do up to including the Apple card that they offer consumers plus the Apple savings account that's supposedly coming. So I don't have that bit of doubt with them. Is there Apple pay fraud? Absolutely. Is Is there fraud with Apple accounts? Absolutely. I may or may not have family members who have worked for Apple customer service um, over the course of several years. So I've, I've seen and heard these things. It's fine. There's fraud everywhere, okay? But at the same time, it's how do you handle it? How do you combat it? How do you make it harder for those things to happen? I trust Apple more than I trust EWS and B of A, Wells Fargo and whatnot. So, you know, I, I'm a believer in the payment wallet. I don't use the PayPal thing. I don't use a uh, GPay um, I used GPay once and that was for my ticket for SummerSlam 2021 in Vegas. And I never used it again despite their um, basically begging me via email to use their service. It just wasn't for me. So will this thing succeed? It's going to be hard for them. The only way that I think that EWS can succeed with this Zelle wallet is if they strong arm um, you know, their member banks and they strong arm their their competitor banks the smaller banks in credit, and credit unions say hey adopt Zalpay or we're going to make sure that we put you out of business i think they're going to find a way to kind of strong arm visa and mastercard into basically you know kneeling at the crown of these big banks through ews i think they're going to find a way to make sure that visa and mastercard no longer have this billions of dollars of revenue available to them simply by branding cards with other banks for the purposes of consumers using them for purchases i know it sounds crazy i know it sounds insane but guess what no one ever thought we would get here where zell would try to be um the all-in-one payment app for you to buy things to send money to friends or whatever and they're step two already and they will get to step three and step four and try to take over the industry slowly but surely because yes bank of america is in competition with wells fargo in competition with chase and so forth but whenever you're all in on a company that all of the big banks um basically are co-owners of that tells you one thing they've identified that, you know what, we can be so strong together, we can push X, Y, and Z out of the market, and we can run the show as long as we can kind of coalesce together for a short term and do these things like ZAL, do these things like the ZAL wallet, to show that, hey, you know what, we don't need Visa or MasterCard, and if we wanna, quote, protect consumers, have them do it through us and not all these, quote, third-party companies um, dipping their toes in, when in reality, EWS is a third-party company that is masquerading as a third-party company although it's owned by a first-party company i know that sounds confusing but ews is treated like a third-party company whenever the shit hits the fan with big banks but in reality they are just cosplay bank of america cosplay wells fargo and chase they have the same thoughts the same goals the same we don't give a shit about you attitude customer service that the big banks do Um, they just call themselves a different name so I'm looking forward to see the adoption rate of this when it rolls out. I'm sure that it's gonna be called Zell Pay or Zelle Wallet, so I'm not gonna bet money on this thing. <laughs> I think it's gonna be something so stupid that, so basic that it's not even worth a conversation. Um, but I'm really curious to see the adoption and the issues with it. Of course, I'll be monitoring any issues that come with it in the coming weeks and months, because that's what I do. I may or may not do a Substack vlog about it. Um, we'll see what it, what I feel like with it. I do feel that this is still pl- preliminary in its stages and eventually when it rolls out there's going to be some there's going to be some learning and I guarantee you the banks will offer hey, get $25 off your first order if you try Zelle wallet with us. So there's going to be deals to be had. Maybe I'll find a way to exploit that. Who knows? um but I'm very skeptical of it and you should be too but after last week's news with Bank of America and Zelle and the outage and people missing their money why the fuck would you want to trust them with all of your money and all of your spending I wouldn't so my name is James Baca known professionally as Notorious Banker I'm gonna wrap it up today thank you so very much for listening to this podcast you can find me on TikTok at Notorious Banker at BankBetterGuy on Twitter, at NotoriousBanker on Instagram. I'm the author of High Risk Transaction, the Ryan Coogler Bank of America Incident, now available in paperback and Kindle format on Amazon. I am a blogger, thenotoriousbanker.substack.com, for a free subscription to my writing. Just go to that website. It is called Consumer Beast. I talk about all things consumer, especially banks, and I try to be funny. I try to be entertaining, and I promise you it is worth your time. I'll also have some premium podcast content on there in the near future. Uh, stay tuned for that. I am also writing a few other books. One of them is about Cell. One of them is about turning 40. And one of them is about college basketball. I am the all-around type of guy trying to do everything all at once. Just like the name of a famous movie that is going to be up for some Oscar nominations this week. Until we meet again, my friends, my name is James Baca, known professionally as The Notorious Banker, telling you thank you so much. Share my content with your friends and family if you really enjoy what I'm doing. I really thank you for listening to this podcast, and we'll talk to you really soon. You have a good day. Bye.